worship at Hollywood United Methodist Church. We are so glad that you have joined us in person and online on this Pride Sunday. Please stand as you're able for our opening hymns. On this beautiful day, let us pass the peace of Christ to one another. May the peace of Christ be with you. And to you online as well.
And now if you would be seated, our choir will lead us in a call to prayer. Good and gracious God, thank you for the opportunity to gather here today, those who are in our sanctuary, those who are watching online, those who are celebrating our friends in the LGBTQIA community. God, we thank you for the opportunity to be together. And God, as we dedicate this Pride Sunday to loving and honoring our LGBTQIA family around the globe, we also remember the hurt and the harm that the global church has caused to these beloved children of God. God, we ask your forgiveness for the things that we have done that have driven away your beloved creation. And God, we ask that you would help us to show them your love, that all may know how deeply you love them. God, today we also ask for your hand on our country. We ask for peace, for an end to the violence that has plagued us all too often. God, we ask that you would bring change in this nation, that there would be an end to the massacres and killings that seem to happen every day. God, show your glory and bring healing. And God, to those who have already suffered from this epidemic of hate and violence, bring peace to the families who have lost loved ones. God, we're grateful. We're grateful for all of your blessings that you pour out on us. We are grateful that we can gather here in this place today. And most of all, we are grateful for your son and the sacrifice that he made for us in giving his life. And now, all together, we'll pray the prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We're so glad that you have joined us today in person and online, and we have a joint service with our Harmony Toluca Lake family as well. Uh, we have a large contingent over at the Pride Parade. This was, there's others coming. This was just an, one of the initial pictures. Uh, from this morning and how exciting it is to see uh, the balloons on the parade and the smiling faces down below and to be able to be in person as a witness to God's love. So, amen? Amen. So we're grateful for that. Next Sunday, 
uh, is Father's Day. We are having a barbecue uh, afterwards, so some hot dogs and hamburgers and some sides. So if you would like to help with that, we would love and covet your help. Um, so please send me an email and let me know, and I'll pass it on to Dan Cox, our hospitality uh, coordinator. Uh, and also, you'll want to be here because Reverend Dr. Ed Hansen will be preaching uh, for us, our senior pastor emeritus. Uh, and that's all happening next Sunday. Also in that service, because we can't think of anything else to do but pile everything into one day, is our governance board has created a visioning survey looking at what are the ministries that we like, that we as a congregation, as both congregations, prefer to have online, what ones do we want to do in person, and what, which ones we'd like to take a hybrid of. That survey will go live next Sunday. It will take you 60 to 90 seconds to complete it, so I do hope you will. Uh, and if you want some more thoughtful, we'll have some time for conversations about that uh, coming in July. All that we do here is made possible by you, by your prayers and your presence in person and online, your service, your witness, and your financial gifts. We're not going to pass the plates today, uh, but we, are, we do have the plastic uh, donation containers in the narthex, so if you would put your offering there as you, as you exit, uh, we would be grateful. God bless you.
A reading from Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all of the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Word of God, words of life. Thanks be to God. Welcome to Pride Month at Hollywood United Methodist Church in Harmony, Toluca Lake. We are all created in God's good image, and it is in God that we live and we move and we have our being. So during this Pride Month, we celebrate that God loves all of us without exception, and that each of us, lesbian, gay, straight, trans, queer, non-binary, is fearfully and wonderfully made. Last Sunday, we began our Pride Sermon Series with the celebration of Pentecost, the birthday of the church, and our worship and our arts team showed how we as followers of Jesus are called to affirm and reflect the diversity of all God's children as family. Next Sunday, our senior pastor emeritus, Reverend Dr. Ed Hansen, will preach on the tough teachings of Jesus. And on June 26, Eric Feltus, who has chaired our pride team this year, will preach on transformational love. Today we're taking this year's theme of LA Pride, Love Your Pride, and examining it in the light of Jesus' teachings on what is essential in this life and in our walk of faith. In our gospel lesson from Luke, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. And one day he stops to visit friends, two sisters, Mary and Martha, and their brother Lazarus, who is missing from this particular narrative. Martha takes the initiative, welcoming Jesus into their home, and begins preparing for him as fancy a meal as she can. There is nothing unusual about this. Showing hospitality, welcoming guests, feeding them well, these were very important virtues back in the day. And Martha is doing her best to show hospitality to Jesus and to make him feel at home. But while she's busy working away on the food, her sister Mary does something very unusual. Normally in the ancient world, all of the adult women would have shared in the responsibility for preparing the meal. But Mary chooses not to help out. Instead, she sits quietly at Jesus' feet, like a student or a disciple would, and listens intently to what Jesus is saying. Well, that went on for a bit, and Martha finally had had it with her. And this is where the argument starts. She's tired of doing all the work while Mary sits, and she lets her feelings be known. Now, we might have expected her to hiss at Mary through clenched teeth, like, she says I can use a hand with this, you know? But she doesn't say anything at all to Mary herself. No, Martha instead reprimands Jesus and tries to get him to tell Mary to get to work. Lord, don't you care? Don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Well, Jesus does not mince words in his response. Calling her by name not once, but twice. In the translation, the message, Jesus says, Martha, 
Dear Martha, you're fussing far too much and you're getting yourself worked up over nothing. Only one thing is essential and Mary has chosen it and it won't be taken away from her. Now, for the longest time, I thought I knew what Jesus meant by only one thing is essential. I thought it was all about giving props to Jesus for not responding to Martha in the way the culture would have expected. In other words, I thought it was choosing between Mary or Martha, not choosing Mary and Martha. For a time, I thought Jesus had settled the whole matter once and for all by declaring that Mary was right and Martha was wrong. Like, ooh, it's okay if women want to be like Jesus too. I remember preaching a sermon early, very early in my ministry called something like, are you a Mary or are you a Martha? As if any of us are called to be that one dimensional. And while I used to beat myself up over embracing such really bad theology, I, I did make peace with it all by remembering that I didn't even know any women clergy until after I had graduated from college. So the concept of a woman sitting and learning at the feet of Jesus was a revelation for me personally. And that proves that representation matters. Amen? And there's another perspective that I had adopted for a while. This narrative is placed in Luke's gospel right after the parable of the Good Samaritan. So some scholars have posited that these two passages, when taken together, both cross boundaries. The Good Samaritan crosses ethnic backgrounds and this passage of gender de uh, definitions. And when we take them together, we see the need for what Wesley would call holiness in both its outward and its inward manifestations. Outward in caring for others like the Good Samaritan did, and inward in Mary choosing to sit and listen to Jesus instead of heading into the kitchen, which was expected of her. So let me offer a different, but not a necessarily new interpretation of Jesus's wise words to Martha. The problem with Martha is not that she's busy serving and providing hospitality. The problem with Martha is not in her serving. The problem with Martha is that she's worried and distracted. The word distracted in verse 40 has the connotation of being pulled or dragged in different directions. In today's terms, we might put it this way. Ooh, squirrel. You see, Martha's worry and her distraction prevent her from being truly present with Jesus. She's missed out on the one thing needed for true hospitality. And that one thing needed in our lives is knowing how sitting and listening to Jesus' words give us vision for how we can order our lives and respond to God's call to build God's kingdom on earth. You know, I, I've said this before, we can do all kinds of really great things on this earth. We can feed the hungry, we can walk in pride, we can take out our neighbor's trash uh, when they're sick. We can do any number of great things. But unless we're doing them as part of an active, dynamic life of faith built on Christ Jesus, fulfilling Christ's vision of the beloved community, eventually we will grow weary of well-doing. We will grow resentful as did Martha, who said basically, why am I doing all this anyway? Who appreciates them? Who appreciates me? 
and then we begin to think maybe we should just take care of ourselves. And we see the world today, and we see where that kind of thinking has brought us to. But it's true, we all get into such routines and such expectations that we fail to come to the feet of Jesus and ask, Lord, what is it that is essential for my life? Lord, how are you calling me to build your kingdom on earth? What is your priority for my life in this next week or month or year or decade? On this Pride Sunday, we know what is most essential to claim our identity as a child of God, beloved and invited by Jesus the Christ to build the beloved community for all God's children, and all means all. I invite you to hear these words like you have never heard them before. God created you in God's good image, and God has a plan and a purpose for your life. God loves you just as you are. You are a child of God, a child of sacred worth, and no matter what, there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Amen? And after we accept that and incarnate that we are all born in God's image, then we have to do the hard work and choose how to live this life that we have been gifted. Because in the words of Goethe, Things that matter most, but must never be at the mercy of things that matter least. And we are at a point in our nation's history where things that matter most, such as the right to vote, marriage equality, access to women's health care and more, all things we have come to expect are now being questioned. There is an assault on trans children and youth manifesting its hate in several states with more to come. We must not be distracted by thinking, eh, uh, it's politics, I don't care about that, it, it'll be fine. That can't happen here. Because it can, it can. We must claim what is essential, that is our identity as a child of God and as a community of faith and then act to protect the rights of others so that all God's children may live with justice and with peace. And it begins with the church. It begins with our denomination. This is the time of year where annual conferences are occurring. Ours is this coming week for California Pacific. Um, this past week in the Florida annual conference, without getting into a long primer about how clergy are ordained or because it's a really long process, but essentially there's a board of ordained ministry that reviews clergy for ministry and then invites them to do a whole series of papers and exams and conversations and all that and determines if they have both the gifts and the graces and they are fit for ministry. Well, uh, for 14 persons were deemed so uh, eligible to be ordained in the Florida Annual Conference this past week. Two of them identified openly as LGBTQIA+. And because of that, the entire annual conference, the group of elders like me, 
who have to vote on them. And usually it's a very perfunctory, yes, we raise your hand, we're glad that God has called you to ministry, welcome to the family. The Florida Annual Conference, because two of those persons were gay or lesbian, decided that they were going to vote the entire class down. So those 14, most of them young people, are not going to be ordained this year. Now, some of the clergy who are just, like many of us, in that conference who are just absolutely disgusted by that action are petitioning the bishop to have a special session of annual conference because the horrid part is that the people who led that effort in the Florida Annual Conference are clergy who are going to leave the denomination to go join the Global Methodist Church, the conservatives. But they decided to break things as they were on their way out the door. So when I say that understanding who we are begins with the church, it must. But one of the gifts that we saw in that annual conference was the strength of those 14 ordinands or to people to be commissioned because that night at the worship service for the Florida Annual Conference, those 14 served communion to the entire congregation, likely including the people who had, act, who had petitioned for them not to be ordained. That's an example of grace, and that's an example of what we need to embody in our lives. To not be distracted, but rather to say, this is what's important, and I know God's love will prevail. Jesus invites all of us who are worried and distracted to sit and rest in his presence, to hear his words of grace and truth, to know that we are loved and valued as children of God, to be renewed in faith and strengthened for service. There is need of only one thing, attention to our guest. As it turns out, our guest is also our host with abundant gifts to give. So family, I invite you this day to love your pride, which is grounded in your identity as a child of God. Respond to God's gracious love by sitting and listening to Jesus on a regular basis and serving others in the name of Christ. Articulate your faith with others as one that embraces the inward and the outward aspects of holiness. And most important, live in gratitude for all that God has taught us thus far and for all that God will teach us in the future. Because there truly is just one important thing on this earth, and that is following Jesus our Christ, who loves us unconditionally. Amen.
So today we had a shorter service. If you want to go and catch our entry, our bus, they're number 81. Uh, so staging was on Kawenga, and they are probably starting now. So starting to walk now. Um, but if not, just pray for our folks who are on that bus and for everyone's safety and harmony this day. Go now in peace, knowing that God loves you unconditionally and knowing what is essential, and that is following Jesus our Christ. Go in peace to love and serve the world. Amen.